Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of Captain Jack's Story Emporium. Today we're going to be reading Block 115 by Danny H. Nunez. It wasn't the roar of the engine, but the shiver in my spine that shattered me like fragile glass of wine. Not the iron man sat down on the bench in front of me, but the rumble from the tires below my feet that put black in my heart's thump. Not the way the engine stopped, nor the way he stood on his two feet, but the darkness turned hot into the light that made my friends from under put their final words of action within me. I crunched the rocky dirt below my soul-stained boots as the dirty blue hands grabbed my shoulders and back. I listened to the sweet crunch of each step with a slight smirk and shut eyes. But the sounds beneath my steps quickly turned metal, and the hot light from outside died, and all I could settle for was the hanging lamps above me that flickered like broken light, like a broken lighter. I looked down onto the concrete floor, stained with black leather shoes from pig steps, but that never distracted me from laying Satan's eye over the spray-painted words on the gray cinder block walls. White words reading Block 1, 15. They would have always said that place was real-life hell, but by then, I was a thousand miles away from my own Georgia house. But, as I clacked my first step onto those footprinted floors, my lips quivered in fear, but theirs flaunted in excitement. Not a smile nor smirk came onto my face before good old Captain Proliski's baton did. I struggled to keep myself up after his blow, but neither of the four officers around me had a problem keeping me on my feet. At first, I couldn't see anything but a fat old man at the rubber desk, staring me down with his menacing white. His long salt beard stretched down to his chest, with that meaty stomach hung low like fresh cow balls dinner. I never paid him my attention, Bucks, but he spoke words to those so-called men, holding me like a toddler in a candy store. He rambled the body, he rambled the bloody words of God, but my mind only stuck passion for fire axe behind him. Join me in prayer, said the old man in blue. Don't bother. He'd rather eat his own balls, said the blue holding me. Very well. I made arrangements to keep him in the hole until further notice. Let's hope he remains well behaved. As the metal around my wrist burned my skin, the blue pigs turned my body around. Though my friends shrieked joyous words into my ears, a dark black filled with white in my eyes and stole my breath from my lungs to the sight of what were to be my next years. The black metal door at the end of the dreadful corridor that screened my name over the moans of the last rose cell. My breath started to run, then run faster with every yank from the guards towards that door. I held back a step, then another, but I was no match for the strength of the fat pigs around me. Dembrowski struck me down with a blow to my knees and a curse before I stood, forced to cooperate like the rest of the puppets in this society. And with every brush of my boot across the ashy floor, the tighter my wrists grabbed onto the dreams of my freedom. Step by step, I left a stall trail of dusty boot prints along with those tiles. I couldn't bear much of my hands trembling as we passed the first cell without mate inside. But as I turned my head to my right, the shadow man burned fear into my soul. The man inside was who someone called Bathu, a man with an impressive reputation, but he never spoke a peep out of the bloody hole of his face. He did nothing, nothing but stare his deep brown eyes into my own with the shaking breaths of his tongue, audible enough for me to share a shiver. Even after I passed his home, 
his eyes stay glued onto mine, a sinister look that I've only ever seen from those who bask in evil. There was another cell past Barthuk, though I never deemed the man inside alive. The soft orange light blended to Gunk's cell, enough for me to take a good view of his milky dead eyes and borrowed head low. A light cough of his body put his own to shake as his legs shook through their bones with no muscle. His physical joints stretched through his flesh as if they begged for salvation from the horrid beast in his mind. Hidden from all the tightest corners of his cell, almost crawling under his titanium bed, he switched his lips to a smile, but never fully formed one. My friends warned me to stay away from him, so I listened. Varuk looked deep into my eyes with a devil's smile. His eyes dipped so low that the shadow from his mad hairs blocked my sights from them. His smile so evil put Bathiba to shame. Through those nauseous teeth dripped blood filled saliva from his hairy tongue, oozing with speed to repaint the color of his dirty beater sweater. The light inside of his cell turned on brighter than those above the corridor I walked. He snarled a lick of his lips at me before asking for a raspy guidance that scratched the outer ends of my ears. Today? Today's my day. It's my day, isn't it? You're gonna let me free. Please let me free. Please let me free. Now! Let me free! Let me free, savior! He screamed a ring into my ears, and I almost deemed him my next. But the screams never phased or hurt my soul after a reassurance from my friends. They told me that he's paying his punishment for, for saucing his pup to a spark and sizzle. The stupid leaders of our days thought they would be helpful for all to lock in behind the few metal poles. But the years wadded away in prison only turn you worse. There were now only a few clacks left until we reached the horrid metal door. The soft and sinister whispers of Gunkum mixed in with the violent pleas of Varuk behind me raced through the dusty air. Though that last cell to the right wrote my name with the tallied walls, I made a cross scratch the floor with his sharp claws. Zuis fell to his knees and I stopped to react for his respect. Though, I served respect where it was not deserved. His long clear nails Sharp as sharp teeth bit through the ring in my ears and shot down a bloody shiver from my head to my feet. He never gave me his white, though I knew I'd not see any more bloodshot if he had. Instead, he reached out the pig's dress blue pants. He reached his further and gave his strongest, but he bowed to a weep like no other. A loud and hysterical weep with broken words of a man who lost all sense of humanity. A taste. I want a taste. Please, let me have a taste. A click, then a clack. One of the many steps forward moved until we reached my new home, the hole, where the worst of the evil lie their horned heads to rest. The sound inside my head faded softly as, do as the door grew larger in my horrid filled eye. An arm reached forward for the handle, and it dropped an anvil on my fast-beating chest. As the metal door swung wide open, the heated light from above us slammed back down to a reek of darkness, where inside, the man sat on his knees, with a broken jaw and a missing eye. Wrapped naked around the sleeves of his blue uniform, Officer Ferrin Idols lifted his heavy head to let his only purple eye contact be with mine. The shrine of the hanging lights bled onto his face like blood running down my wrist. I threw the last two pigs in my grip back to their fearful pen, as a cheered his scared and jolly cellmates behind me shot ramped onto my eardrums. He mumbled words of music at me, before I let him rot in the stench and deceive of, 
in the disease of those that he claimed to know him best. But before I shut his front door, I made sure to collect the captain's cap. You evil son of a bitch. I shut the door and turned around at my cellmate, but the shut door only brought the new pigs outside ready to feast on the new wolf of Block 115. And Gunkin whispered, Farouk screamed for mercy and salvation, and Zabias cried heavy tears with the chew of the pig's ankle before his bloody teeth and my eyes shut to let my nose sniff the beautiful smell of rotting blue. The red and blue stairs glistened outside fast, and as the first round shuddered through the block's bulletproof window, I knew it was finally time to meet my friends. Okay, I hope you guys liked that. Again, that was by Danny H. Nunez, who will be on the show shortly. And when we come back, we will be joined by my friend Constance for a very witchy episode. Okay, and welcome back to Captain Jack's Story Emporium. And today we're here with Constance, better known as Ethereal Ethereal Luna. Yeah, Ethereal Luna on Instagram. On, like, everything, pretty pretty much. much. (laughs) So today we're going to be talking about witches in time for Halloween. We watched all these different witch movies, and you're also a practicing witch, kind of? Yeah, a little bit of witchcraft, but more of my own spiritual practices that I implicate, implement... That's more intuitive based. So what do you do like for your rituals? Or I don't really know anything about that for the most part. Yeah, um, for the most part, I work with crystals. I match them up to different chakras that I have, that everybody has. And I use those. I use like filtered water and I put it out into the, on a full moon I put it out. And I've been putting writing spells on that. So that's one of the things I do. Different things like that, I write my own spells saging things of that nature do you have like a guru or something that you follow or is it more like a religion or your own like thing no i don't like dogmatic practices that that's something that i'm moving away from and making everything more intuitive based so if something calls to me then i implement that and if it doesn't then i just let it be basically i don't practice any one thing and i don't I feel like because I was raised in a very Christian Episcopalian household that it's in my best practice to move away from things that are dogmatic or I feel like restrain me from... Because, I mean, Christianity can be really restrictive. Yeah, exactly. It can be really restrictive and I feel like um, it moved me away from my intuition. So instead, I try to do things that are more intuitive and if something that comes from a dogmatic practice calls to me then I will implement that there's still things from my Christianity that I still implement sometimes after a spell I still say amen things like that so it's not like out of practice to still believe in something you can kind of make your own rules when it comes to witchcraft in my opinion you can I feel like because I've heard both I've heard it being you know differently ritualistic and things like that I, I I would say like I implement a lot of things that are witchy I guess you would say and occultish but mostly it for me it's spirituality because we are a spirit and so we know what's best for ourselves I also think you really love the aesthetic part as well yeah I do love the aesthetic of like witchcraft I love that I love the idea of women connecting to nature and connecting to mother nature and connecting to ourselves our sexuality our spirituality like divine feminine yeah yeah like shakti energy and like 
just um, using that as our power. I feel like it can be very powerful. We are women are the only portal between life, what else, and what else is out there, the universe. We're the only thing we we're the one to give birth to everything that's here. I mean, speaking of that. You know, the was it like the moon ritual? Would you ever do that again? Yeah. Is there different ones? Yeah, we're going to do it this full moon. And there's actually two full moons coming up in October. There's Ooh. the harvest moon. And I forget what the next one is, but I think the harvest moon is the next one. I think it's like a day, in a day or two. Honestly, I really like doing it last time. I felt like even though I'm not really like a witch or I don't practice, I have a lot of friends and not just you who are very spiritual as people. And I feel like I just let go of a lot of things because what we did was we wrote down things that we had to let go of on pieces of paper and then threw them into a fire. Like fire is a very powerful tool. I feel like using all elements of the earth, earth, wind, and fire and water are very, I think that's something in witchcraft that goes in every practice that you would see out of it using all the elements of the earth. So I feel like the burning of the fire was very powerful. Our moon water, the saging, using the air and the earth. Do you think that it helped, like, after the fact? Yeah, I do. I posted this on my Instagram not too long ago, but I had dreams about things that I was trying to let go. I had about three dreams recently about things that I was trying to let go that were very bothersome and irritable to me in the dream. But then after... Not like, real life or like... No, not okay, real not life. Really. But there were things that I wanted to let go of in real life that I was dreaming of, like of the past, like things that I was trying to let go that I wrote down. And like, but I realized that I was on my moon cycle. And so it said like when you're on your moon cycle, when women are, we're letting go of a different types of emotion. That's why we do get so emotional and we're also releasing so much in our bodies at, as this time is going on and it's, it's very... Um, reflective in an introverted time so I think that I was that all that was one of the things that was helping me let go helping me let go of all those things that I was burning and I was processing it processing those emotions through dreams which which is what dreams are for I feel like I have wild ass dreams sometimes you know what I mean sometimes they don't even like make sense but I've heard that sometimes in your dreams they also correlate the stuff that's going on in your life and if you yeah. don't let go of shit in your dreams it's just going to manifest later on and on and yeah, on yeah yeah definitely when what we dream about they yeah it is what you're experiencing in your waking life a lot and there's different symbolisms and dreams and i feel like about this about witchcraft about everything i feel like if you look it up what you're supposed to see you're gonna see because there's different explanations for everything well that's why i felt like not just me and a lot of different people who maybe are interested in starting a lifestyle want to move away from traditional um you know religious beliefs yeah and they want to move towards a spiritual thing they don't know exactly where to start because you know some people are like you can't do this you can't do that this isn't right this is yeah and so many have so many different opinions it's like where do you even start yeah I felt like a research does help in that sense just to learn where to start. But I also started realizing, which we were talking about before. Oh, it's 222. Your phone just lit up. That's so weird. What we were talking about just a little bit right before this podcast is that I felt like when you do get to a certain point when you naturally just implicate these things in your life throughout the day without needing to like set up a whole altar or you carry things, you carry things and practices and these beliefs that you want to like I guess become your higher self I feel like they're just um, a tool to push you in that 
direction. direction. We all have these things inside of us without doing anything absolutely at all. But they're just something that I think tools to help us feel more powerful and to realize, you know, what how powerful we are. They're they're just tools. But you are you're the You have to put yourself you have to implement those tools into life because it won't just work. You can do yeah. all the manifesting yes. that you want, but if yeah. you don't make it happen, it won't work. Manifesting can help. Yeah. But you need to put forth the energy yeah. into doing it. Definitely, definitely. Action. You can't just have crystals and think That's it's the thing. I feel like people just are like show witches or I'm putting yeah. this in air quotes, which I I mean you're a part of this community. You yeah. see people like this all yeah, the time. Yeah, definitely. They don't want to do the shadow work, which is the hardest part. What I don't even explain what that is. Well, shadow work is going into the deepest, darkest parts of yourself and realizing that you know, the deepest, darkest things that you want like to run away. <laughs> yeah, the things, okay. that, the things that you want to run away from, the things that you don't want to experience, like family trauma, parental trauma, like different traumas in your life that you're not dealing with. But subconsciously, you are putting it out there into the world. Like this is like a completely random example. But like, let's say a friend hurt you a long time ago happened forever ago and you think that you're over it but then you don't even realize that the friends that you have now you're you're almost waiting I guess for something bad to happen or like you're you didn't deal with your relationship with with your dad so you subconsciously um like uh I don't want to say ruin but you you put your own issues into this situation into the, into and like it feeds into it yeah into new relationships and you don't I have that realize. problem I feel like sometimes. everybody does every single person yeah. does and it's just like that's what I mean about spiritual things I feel like I'm definitely not perfect I'm definitely not I don't think perfection is attainable <laughs> so but I feel like I'm starting to be at the point where where I can implement things like quickly I can realize the things that I'm saying and that I'm speaking out into the world that I'm manifesting and I can stop myself and say like let's be conscious a lot of people say like oh I got rid of my ego I no longer have an ego I feel like ego is something that's always it's always gonna be there no matter who you are and no matter how much of a higher state that you get yeah or anything a lot of people at least in from what you told me a lot of people in the community want to look like they're like these perfect ethereal like yeah. creatures and that's yeah. just not how it genuinely is, yeah. especially for the real world. Yeah. And I feel like that's why I kinda named myself like on Instagram like ethereal, you know, because I feel like it's a it's like um like a, an aesthetic. It's just an aesthetic. It's not it's not who you know what I mean? And I feel like it's interesting. A visual representation a visual. of what you would like to be. To but it doesn't be. mean who you it's are not exactly. Who I am. And that's why, like, in my description, it says, like, shadow worker. Because the spiritual community are light workers and they don't want to, they don't want to deal with anything dark or anything that's hurtful or anything. But that's things that you have to deal with in real life. This is, that's reality. You have to have one. Well, it gives a false narrative of what you have to do yeah. to be a better Put, be a better person because not everybody's going to be like a better person or a better version of themselves like yeah. right away yeah you have to yeah exactly you have to have one foot um in the spiritual realm and realm and one foot in the like rooted you have to have one foot on earth and i feel like that's where i started moving away from that um so much of that new age um like love light peace and all that stuff 
community and I started really I mean that's what I thought it was before I met you to be honest I thought it was a bunch of people either like pretending to be something be perfect yeah be perfect or they didn't actually believe in it it was all just an aesthetic to them they actually didn't give a shit about any of it yeah which I feel like is not true now but I mean this is more your realm than mine um I felt like that as well when I first started being in the spiritual community I felt like I was one of those people like Let's not talk about the bad things. Let's good vibes only. Good vibes only. Only, but I was repressing so much things that I needed to deal with, that I needed to work through, that I needed to go through, and I needed to go back into my past, deal with everything, and I'm still dealing with it and being conscious of it. And that's what I was gonna say. Like the the ego hates when you're conscious, constantly conscious, thinking of your thoughts. It sounds funny to say thinking of your thoughts, but being like aware of your thoughts and what you are thinking, what every, like that everything you think and feel so powerful and not in a way to like give you anxiety to be like, oh my God, I have to think perfect thoughts and be, well, it's just like an awareness. Like if you say like, well, I'm never going to be good enough. And then you think, no, you are good enough. You're perfect right now. You know what's so weird is you were there with me, actually. I had, well, the first time I had a tarot card reading at the back of this, like, really cool bar uh, here in downtown Orlando. And basically they told me, you need to stop talking badly about yourself. Yeah. And then Jada actually did the same exact reading yeah. when we were in St. Pete. Yeah. So I was like, I don't know if that's a coincidence or yeah. if it's just, like, No, I don't believe in true. coincidences, really. I feel like everything, I mean, personally, that's my own belief that I don't really believe in coincidences. I believe that, like, what you, the energy you put out is exactly what you get out. So get in. So sometimes also the universe talks to you in the weirdest ways. And that's why I would never, like, put down anybody's belief. I feel like the universe will talk to you in any way it can. Like, I've had people, um, like, laugh at my belief in angel numbers. But think about how much the human race is focused on numbers. That's true. How much we, it's time, money, it's it's so many things. It's literally everything location. is, everything is everything crunching numbers. Everything has to do with numbers. Everything. Even um, like nature, like the Fibonacci sequence and like sacred numbers, like three, six, and nine. Like those are things that, things that are repeated, like re- repetition happens also in nature and in science and in math and everything. So I feel like the universe does try to speak to us in numbers because that's what I believe. So the universe is going to talk to me in a way that I know. So do you believe in like eleven eleven and all yeah, this? all of those yeah. things? And I believe that what sometimes I've heard, um, uh, like my my friends in California, I've seen them have different interpretations of the numbers than I do. But it's just the way that you know, angels, whatever you believe, your higher power, whatever name you want to give it, because I feel like at the end of the day, we're all giving it different names to be the same thing. But um, I feel like they'll just try to talk to you in any way that you they feel like you'll listen. So sometimes they use other people. I've had people that wouldn't look like somebody to give me a, that I would personally want to give me advice and a judge, and because of my own judgmental, which everybody know, has, everybody yeah. has those confirmation biases. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. So like I've had people come up to me and say like, give me great advice, and it's not somebody that I would normally Take ask for advice, but they were right, you know. And I feel like. Sometimes. Me in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's no, it's it's not no, not not even people sometimes on the street will tell me things and I'll be like, you know what? That was very random, but it was very true. Like meeting a girl in the bathroom and they'll tell you something. They'll be like, those in, those encounters are probably <laughs> my favorite because okay, 
Drunk girls in bathrooms are probably the nicest people on the yeah. fucking planet. They could be a bitch in real life. It doesn't matter. A drunk girl in a bathroom will be nice to you regardless. <laughs> yeah. Pretty For the most part. For, for the, no, at least no, all no. experience. No, it. yeah, I believe that too. I feel like, because I feel like at the core, all girls want to get along. Maybe that's why, maybe that state of mind. It's all those like uh, things that, judgment, judgments and comparisons that we would usually have. Perhaps I like even if you are sober and you meet, I feel like you meet a drunk girl in the bathroom. It's the same, you know. Exactly. Yeah. But or I a guy, drunk guy, like you know, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So like, um, I feel like naturally everybody in the world. I feel this is my belief, but I feel like everybody on this planet naturally wants to be loved and heard and understood. Oh, a hundred percent. No matter who you are yeah. in general, but yeah. I. Some people just don't know how to get there. Don't know how to express most of this year is that everybody, um, actually, no, I feel like I started like really believing this in like around 2016, which was like my first acid trip, which is like, I should say acid is another thing that's a tool in my opinion. And I, not yeah, I know I would know. Not something to <laughs> suddenly. Don't mess around with it just because you feel like it. Just do it when you feel comfortable. When when you're in a positive you would, space. Yeah, when, so. definitely when you're in a positive space. I, maybe I'll talk about my experience yeah. on it on a different day. Or um, maybe later. Who knows? Definitely. Yeah, <laughs> you should. But I feel like acid is another thing. One of those tools where it's something that you should use as an instrument whatever you learn from that lesson you have to continually you can't just stop it and then just forget that, that you're enlightened right uh, yeah or oh yeah that or think that you're suddenly enlightened and you know everything because you've done that like these that's just and a tool. you just keep doing it for funsies yeah it's just a tool but anyways what i learned on my first trip was that everybody on this planet has a past and they have a car they have a karmatic past either with their current life now or if you believe in past lives their past life i believe in past life so i feel like we're all dealing with things everybody has gone through things in their childhood their teenage years yesterday an hour ago and we have no idea what that person is dealing with in that moment you know everybody has a past and that doesn't make anybody worse or better it's just how people are dealing with things and some people have more things to deal with than other people. Some things are harder to deal with. Some people have been through a lot. Sometimes when we meet people, we're quick to say like, um, God, this person's so annoying. This person is so uh, low vibration. Your judgment is yeah. passed pretty fairly quickly. I think they say it's in the first 10 to 15 seconds you meet somebody is you end up judging them. It could be your judgment is wrong, but you know, it's just the intuitive feeling that you get. Yeah, and sometimes, like you were saying before, sometimes... I think you said this, I'm not sure, but, like, judgment can be good. Yes, things sometimes. That, some things that, like, um, but I feel like there's a difference between judgment and intuition, right? Oh, 100%. Total different. Yeah, because sometimes you meet people and something says, oh, no, 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 no. Well, I have, like, I, like, I've told you before, I'm one of those people where, like, I'm not sure what it is, and I'm not sure even what you call it, if it's just high into it. Like, I really don't I know what you call it. I think it is intuition, yeah. But I can just kind of look in somebody and know if you're a piece of shit or not. I know that sounds bad, but, like, I'm not saying that everybody I meet is a piece of shit, only sometimes, but, <laughs> like, I can just kind of tell, like, what you're about and what your intentions are without really even, like, having to say too much about you. Now, if I know you more intimately um, or, like, let's say, like, my family, I'm not, the, I'm not gonna be able 
to know that right off the bat because yeah. there's more history involved. Yeah. But when there's no history involved, I can kind of gauge it way more easily. Yeah. I'm not sure what that's called, though. Or if, even if that's, like, a real thing and I'm just making that up. No, no, I feel <laughs> like sometimes it's a vibration and I feel like um, you're a woman and you're walking down the street and this guy says, like, will you help me with something? And you have this feeling like you shouldn't help him. That could be danger. You know what I mean? That can be dangerous to you. Like, you're not a good person. Those are, like situations to use your intuition on sometimes people are tricking you or hurting you those are that's where intuition comes and judgment comes for for um a positive rather than a negative but what you're saying about like when you get to know somebody those lines are born you really see that person for who they are and you start realizing that that person has their own traumas and then i feel like that's how every that's that's everyone even like the worst quote unquote the worst people and I'm starting to like um get rid of the idea of good and and bad I think that's what you should do like the world is a lot more it's not black and white it's no. a lot more gray, like in the gray areas and I yeah. think people either want to say this is bad this is good and you know they got to shove everybody into this little box yeah or everything into a little box and that's not how it works yeah. that's not how I work that's not how the universe works or no. anything in life really jobs yeah. relationships nothing Think about, like, every encounter a person's ever had. And then, for me, I consider, like, past lives. Everything in their past life. What is their lesson in this life? What is their lesson today or tomorrow? It's so complex. There's no way that you can truly, completely, really know someone. And I feel like that's something to consider. And I try to consider it. I gotta do one of those past life regression things. Even if I don't 100% believe in it. Because I'm just not sure if it exists or not. Yeah. But I just think those things are fun and cool. I know some people are scared of it. but Yeah, yeah. It is. I was scared and skeptical. You don't have any really much control. Maybe you can't. You do have control. But at the end of the day, somebody's hypnotizing you. See, I'm like a control freak. So I don't know if it would actually work with me. Yeah. Because I'm like, ah know if my brain would even let me get yeah there. that's how i Not felt sure. it took me a while to like for him to get me to like go under in my i remember thinking like i can't like i was like this this is bullshit this is not real this is this is so stupid like all right, we're going to see if this works. Like, it's, you know, I'm, like, naturally, like, I am a skeptic. Me too. So I just didn't really believe it. But there was something he said to me. And I felt my whole, like, body sink into the chair. Like, my back, my shoulders sunk into the chair. My back sunk into the chair. You didn't go into, like, the sunken place, did you? <laughs> it was, like, weird. It's, like, not even, like, what how it's portrayed. For me, I feel like it's different for different people. But, like, for me, I didn't go into this deep hypnotic state where I was in, like, a dreamlike state. and That's, like, portrayed on TV. So, like, you never know what it's actually like. Yeah, it was more like I was, it was more like a memory. Like, you just have a flashback of you being there, right? That's, like, how it was. It was just a longer flashback. (laughs) You know, and some things were moving pretty quickly to me. I thought, like, we were going through these memories super fast. And I was like, wait, like, I didn't even, like, get to look at it. No, what you're talking about. Yeah, like, I didn't even get to, like, look at everything. I, like, it felt, like, super fast. Like, I was there for a moment. Where did you go? Who were you? Um, in my first one that I saw, the first thing I saw was a red vase on, a, like, a, a brick brick or, like, uh, some kind of stone floor. And then I looked up slowly, and there was, like, hierogly- hieroglyphics everywhere. And um, there was, like, a statue with a cat looking statue with a cat holding so like, like a bowl of fire yeah so it was like egyptian okay. i remember seeing like um like uh somebody who looked very important and then i realized like i was like a like not a slave i wasn't a slave 
it was like above a slave. It was like I lived in the palace, but I wasn't. But I was so servant. Yeah, I guess a servant. Okay, so a servant. Yeah, because I guess like they say that's how assistant to like, the important people. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. and I, I remember being very young, like a child, because I I don't know. Um, I just felt really young. I don't know how to explain. I felt like. There's a different energy when you're a kid. Could you, like, see you specifically? No. So you were just seeing it through the eyes of... of me. Right. Yeah. Okay, I get it. Yeah. So you, could, so you could see everything else and where you were, but you couldn't necessarily see who Myself. you were. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I remember, like, looking into the water, but I... I don't think I saw myself. I was looking out to the water and I saw like these old boats. But different lives I've had, different lives that I saw was like that Egyptian one. I saw, I felt like indigenous African. I know like some places in Africa are still like traditional in that way, but it felt like very, like very much a long time ago. A hut and and I that was a very emotional for some reason I was just very emotional. I saw a friend there and I just was crying and I guess she might have died or something. Um, she had a baby. I don't know. I was just very sad when I saw her, very like depressed. Another one that I saw was, I think I was in Spain. Oh, so you've had a lot of past lives. Then. I think it was like four that I saw. I feel like that's a lot. I feel like people only see like one or two or, I mean, at least from what other experience that I've heard from other people, but like I don't have a lot to go off of on this. My friend Jada had a, had a couple as well. And we are, one of ours, that, uh, that one where we were in Africa was the same. We both had an African past life so I might have known her I feel like sometimes when I am with her it's very like it's like an outer body experience sometimes do you think that you can like meet people and meet them again from your past life like yeah. you continue being friends with them like later in life I feel like this is something Toph said from like Avatar I swear to god that's literally like a <laughs> quote from there like straight up ripped but all right yeah it's, it's a valid question though yeah like, no yeah I um I definitely believe that you meet people again some people are i feel like maybe it's another lesson or maybe you guys are meant to take each other somewhere or right. maybe with her and um or you just feel like you've known somebody for so for long. a long time yeah. yeah there's certain people that i feel like i've known them for a long time or it was i had to meet them for a reason or sometimes it's even people passing through they're not there for a long time but you know people are karmic might be people in different different eras and diff of your like past life, you might meet them. Might have seen them a little while ago and see them now, but really, it's really like interesting to get into. Yeah, no, um, that's why I'm like glad I'm like friends with you and you know other people who believe the same thing because growing up, I literally I never heard anything like this before. Yeah, like honestly at all, or like you would just see it in movies, which we're gonna get to in a second. Yes, but I just think that it's really really interesting and also can be like a little scary you know it is because religion um it gives you a sense of safety like yeah. your it's like insurance for your afterlife <laughs> that's what they like kind of ad advertise in it. religion yeah like uh, like well at least for christianity it's like just in case if hell is real let me believe in it you know what i mean yeah or Instead like of putting people down because you know, everything you do that's wrong, you're going to hell. And that's probably yeah. not the greatest thing to tell a kid when they're No, it's four. really traumatic. It, it's funny, like, you were saying, like, you never heard of anything um, like that when you were growing up. Because no. even though I was Christian, my, my mom was very um, weird. Like, it was, she was very spiritual. She used to have very prof prophetic dreams. Is she, like, scared of witchcraft? She is scared of witchcraft, yeah. but it's so funny that she is. My whole family is very scared of witchcraft. Up, she had these 
like prophetic dreams like she were prophesying something or it would be she's also used to see um demons like spirits spirits okay. she would see spirits and so i feel like i inherited that a little bit and it, when i was younger i tried to like pray it away wish it away will it away whatever and then now that i'm older and not as afraid i'm embracing it again and i start i see things here and there um but it's just crazy because if you tell people that are outside of this our little circle of bubble people, yeah right. people will think you're crazy but it's it's kind of funny in some, some cultures when you have these these mental breaks or mental like um breakdowns or like if you have schizophrenia or bipolar disorder or anxiety or depression these are things to open the door into the spiritual world a lot of people who do go through these um mental disorders um they are seeing things from the other side or they're seeing things yeah i definitely don't think they're crazy at all yeah I at, think it's just, at all yeah it's like something's breaking inside of you breaking in half and i'm not saying that everybody who has a mental disorder like don't take medicine and just do whatever yeah you want. no we're not, not saying, saying yeah that. no one's saying and i'm not that. saying like <laughs> um somebody who's like like that jeffrey dahmer was like you know what i mean no like, he's not a great person yeah, yeah that's no, not what, what i'm saying mean. i'm just saying like sometimes like sometimes pain through pain is birth through like these this amazing intuition and this amazing like ability to see things that people wouldn't normally see like somebody who had um grew up in an abusive household who had to constantly gauge when they were going to be hit or screamed at or yelled they were constantly processing these emotions and watching people watching whoever was their abuser's face and so they might be able to have this incredible intuition things like that in a way there's 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 polarity in everything. There's there there's an opposite to everything and everything, in my opinion. I totally agree. And when we come back, thank you. When we come back, we're going to talk about some of our favorite witchy movies and aesthetically pleasing movies. So we'll be right back. We're back, and we're gonna be talking about some of our favorite witchy movies. So, what did you think about like the Love Witch or the Virgin Witch? They're kind of like these like super aesthetically yeah, like aesthetic. witchy movies. I feel like the Virgin was like sex exploitation type of yeah, stuff like very, that. Like, lots of boobs. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I feel like there wasn't really like a plot. Either no. in it like at all i kind of felt that way about the love witch yeah too. me too okay. literally like me too it's just visit it's visually very very pleasing yeah. or anybody that's like i don't want to call it like tumblr culture no but it kind of i feel you Do you it's know what just, i'm trying to say it's very aesthetic it's very like it's very beautiful mm-hmm. uh, i feel like the love witch is a little like trippy yeah that too psychedelic a little bit i feel like she was like so angry for no reason for just wanting to find a man like i don't really understand why she was killing people do you understand why she was killing people i try to like deeply i thought about this movie before and i'm still i still think about it now like trying to understand i definitely feel like there's some kind of underlying meaning in that something that has to do with and then how 
how men treat women and how oh, all for 100% want. sure. It's one of yeah. definitely like a feministic yeah. movie type of thing. Yeah, basically, at least about, in the Love Witch version, yeah. the Virgin Witch is a completely different story. Yeah, that's more like a de- I feel like exploitation. I feel like a man definitely directed that. Oh, yeah, like a hundred, yeah, hundred fifty percent. Was trying to be like horror, like well, that one actually I think was the seventies, right? Yeah, it was in the seventies. That one was the seventies, and the Love Witch I think pretty much took that aesthetic yeah. and trying to make it its own thing. Yeah, but I again, like I really don't understand. Like, what was the plot of that? I don't know. Yeah, I think those are just one of those movies that you would have on in the background. Yeah, like a party or something. Yeah, not that it's not a, a great movie. No, like it's a it's a fun movie to watch. Yeah. Like it's kind of, to me it's kind of like um here's another witch movie that I would like sit and get high to like Hansel and Gretel like Witch Hunters. Like I would those aren't the type of movies that you really like pay attention, but they're fun Halloween witchy movies yeah. that you can sit there and like get high to or drink to and like chill out and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. have on like yeah, in the background and Yeah. You yeah. don't take it seriously. No, no, it's not one of those. More psychological thrillers. Those are my favorite type of horror movies. But. Same here. Same here. Yeah. Even like stuff like The Wizard of Oz, you know, scared the living shit out of me when, when I was a kid. a kid. Yeah. It did. Yeah, I'm not saying it in not? like that way. I was just saying like, that's like, I feel like I want to give little Leslie a hug. How though? I mean, that witch was scary and... Maybe just because it's old, the way that they style their costumes and everything, they were just so ugly that they were, like, scared. Like, you know what I mean? They were scary. Yeah, yeah, I felt like some parts, I can see how you'd be scared as a little kid. As, as a little kid, because yeah. you know nothing scares me now, but... No, no, nothing <laughs> does at all. <laughs> Another movie that really scared me, I don't know if you've ever seen it, was The Witches from Ronald Dahl, based off his, like, story. No, I don't, i never seen that, but I remember terrifying uh, i haven't seen it like in the 80s angelica houston no i don't i want to you see should watch yeah you we should see, see it. it that's another one on your list because those things are ugly those, those things are ugly <laughs> i can't believe that was like it was a ronald doll like well it was from his book the witches and it was adapted into these mo- movie i think it was late 90s early 80s i'm not quite sure Basically everything about it, the way that these witches just like rip their faces off. Oh, that's scary. Yeah, and it's a children's book. It's for children. That's crazy. I don't know. Like, is it? It's Ronald Dahl, the one who made Matilda. Yes, I think. I'm gonna have to look that up. Or is it the one? There was. I'm okay. I like. This is laughable, but I'm just saying. I remember reading these books when I was younger, like scary stories. It was like scary stories, but it was like a children's book. But it was like very creepy stories. They're all in black. No, it was black and white. Like random short stories? Yeah. Of like creepy (gasps) horror. Scary stories to tell in the dark. Yes, wait, they have like a whole like movie series on that. Oh yeah, that's where the song, um, The Witch, The Season of the Witch Yeah, exactly. That's literally where it's from. Yes. They, I I have never seen these before. These scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. I don't know why I continued to rent them. Or whatever you do. Check them out in the library when I was in middle school. But they were... Do they have pictures in them? They did have pictures. And they were very scary. (laughs) Like, what was the unique... Like, like, the one... Okay, so what I'm looking right now on these, like... There is, like, an inebriated skeleton face, like, rotting on this. And then there's another one that looks like Children of the Corn. And these are for... These are for kids, right? Yeah, they're for kids. They were in my... Oh, my God! What is that? 
Okay, so there's literally like this clown skull overlooking a graveyard. That's horrifying. Yeah. Those are the things I used to read when I was a kid. Like, I used to love... Well, me too, but like, I've never them. seen these. I'm going to have to read these now. Or And retold by Alvin Schwartz. Okay, well, if you ever want to see some really creepy artworks, the drawings are by Stephen Gamel. Stephen Gamel. They, they're really cool, and I like the images. Just, like, if I was a kid, I'd be like, what the hell? Yeah, if Ronald Dahl is the one who wrote Matilda, I think Matilda was the first thing that, the first he introduction. He also wrote, like, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, which yeah. I feel like scares some people, too, especially yeah. the one with Johnny Depp. Yeah. But I feel like Matilda was the first thing that made me, like, I felt like get into witchcraft. Even though she wasn't a witch, but she had powers. And oh, she yeah, so kind of. She read so many books and she, she became powerful and she used her powers. And I feel like I really started getting to, what is it, supernatural stuff. Because that is supernatural at the end of the day. Like, nobody, mm -hmm. well, if, I guess most people don't believe that you can really do that kind of things. It's not really something that's She was proven. like a telekinetic. Yeah, telekinesis. telekinesis. Yeah, she had telekinesis. So I feel like that's what I started getting into it. I would love to have that power. That would be super sick. Yeah. And then there's other movies like The Craft. I don't know if you've ever yeah, seen Yeah, I've seen before. The Craft. That's... Which is probably, like, one of my favorite, most, probably great. the most, like, standard, like, witchy yeah. movie. But I feel like it still, like, holds up to this day. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, like, early 90s. People still watch it all the time, and I still see pictures, gifts, whatever. I feel like witches reference it to, reference to it a lot. That's what, I mean, that's what I would reference to if I was a practicing witch or something. Not because it's good. I mean, the premise of the story obviously isn't good witchcraft. It's, like, dark whatever. Dark witchcraft, but, yeah. Yeah, so, it's like, don't take that. But, um... Yeah. Just, it's probably one of my favorite, like, yeah. witchy movies. We are the weirdos, mister. Is literally, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's probably one of my favorite lines ever. Yeah. Because that's literally how I feel as a human being. Me too. Just straight up, I would tell that to people. You know, and then you have other things like American Horror Story. Yeah. Coven? Yeah, definitely. A, that's definitely a good one, too. How did you feel about how it ended? And, you know, I don't know if you saw Apocalypse and how it picked back up. Because I'm a huge, like, Ryan Murphy fan. No, no, I Ryan actually Murphy. stopped watching after Roanoke. Yeah, Roanoke really just wasn't. Yeah, I saw, but then I started picking, I'm watching the political one now. Oh, um, Colt. Cult. Yeah, I started watching Cult, so I think Apocalypse is after that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And then it's the 80s one, mm -hmm. right? So yeah, I have a lot to catch up on, but I definitely loved Cult. That was my favorite one. I mean, not Cult. Um, Coven. Coven. Yeah, that's my favorite one. I feel like one. you either love Coven or you hate it because it's overrated, but... Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> I liked it. I like the characters that came back. I didn't... It's definitely not the scariest season No, it's not. But it was freaky. Like, what was her name? Madame... Lollery. Yeah. Yeah. And she's a real person. Yeah, yeah. Well, we were supposed to go to New Orleans, but we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll still go. We definitely have to see that house, but it just creeps me out, like, what she would do to the slaves and things like that. Well, she would, like, bathe in their blood and, like... So creepy. Like, so fucked up. But I feel like... I was telling my friend this, but I feel like... Um, American Horror Story is supposed to make you feel uncomfortable feelings. Like oh, yeah. Well, point. it's definitely, it's supposed yeah. to, like, give you inner reaction and, you know, kind of like how most of those shows work. You need to be able to, one, connect to the characters. Because if you don't give a shit about the characters, that's why I didn't like Roanoke so much. Because you literally, I feel like I didn't give a shit about any of them. It was just, 
I guess like listen anyway. I love horror but when they ripped that girl's arms off and they pulled her arms until they fell off I was like yeah I'm I'm done here like I know See, like, that doesn't bother me per it was just say, but that I don't know something must have happened like in my past life or something but for some reason people's like arms being ripped off or but like I don't like, for some reason chopped off doesn't bother me but literally being pulled till ripped off I don't know that that got to me for some reason like I thought about that for a while afterwards I don't know. I just didn't. Ronung was... Eh. I liked Hotel too. Me too. It was okay. Maybe it's just because it has Lady Gaga and she's like super A lot of people don't like that creepy. season and I'm like, I don't really understand why. I don't know. I liked it. I liked, I liked um, it too. Yeah, the first. But I... And I also liked... um What's the other one? Um, Asylum. I loved Asylum. That's one of that's, my top two. Yeah, that's definitely one of my favorite ones besides like obviously season one because yeah, I'm so basic. I love season one. Who doesn't love season one? Yeah, but I will say good. season two is definitely like the absolute scariest. I'll talk about this more on like in a separate episode. But just brought it to light, especially it had a huge play on like religion in general. Yeah. And kind of played on people's emotions and how scared people are of their own religion. Well, I heard like parents even like if they were really strict, they would like restrict things like Halloween Town or something like yeah, that. Yeah, my parents, I was not allowed to celebrate Halloween growing up. That's so horrible. Yeah, I had to watch like all the kids trick or treat, and my parents didn't even want to give out candy because they hated the, the holiday so much. No. Yeah. So now it's my favorite holiday. In conclusion. No, it's literally. <laughs> I mean, I have a whole podcast de- like dedicated. This literally is my yes. favorite holiday. Um, I will say like I'm not the most well versed in like witch stuff, but I feel like. Even I'm know not, you, though. like, I'm getting more into it. Yeah, I have a lot to And learn. taking kind of, like, the horror elements into it and not just thinking that it's something, like, quote-unquote scary. You know yeah. what I mean? It, it could doesn't. be for anybody. Yeah, especially if you're, like, a person like me who believes that everything you put in will come back. So if I'm going to hex somebody, it's, I'm gonna get, it's like I have to take it right back. That's my own personal belief, though. So what movies made you get, like, into, like, witchcraft in the first place? I feel like... Hocus Pocus and Twitches, like things that I seen as a kid. I thought it was really cool. I just thought it was really cool to have powers and use your own, like your own powers to, I guess it, it sounds bad to say like manipulate, but just like I felt in um, a lot of those movies, the people were, they were kids or teenagers, not really taken as seriously. It's not something that you would think is powerful. I felt like as a kid, I remember adults always telling me, like, I'm big. Like, this is also Matilda, too. Like, I'm big, and you're little, and I'm right, and you're wrong. And I remember as a kid, like, knowing that these people were, they were not always right. Like, I just remember, like, adults saying, don't be mean, but then being mean to their children if they embarrass them or things like that. So I felt like having the power when you're, like, like hocus pocus and, like, twitches, like, young people having power and being more powerful than the adults and, like being knowledgeable and being seen as something that's important right. or has an opinion. And that's, I think, like, them, even though they're so young that they have, they were so powerful, I think that's, that part was cool. I mean, it could also go the other way, you know, have your carry moment. Like, everybody yeah. is just mean to you and you decide, all right, I've had enough. Yeah. Everybody who's in my way, just 
let it go. Yeah. Which I, like, I love those type of movies when they have type of, like, revenge into it as well as a horror element into it. And even stuff like Halloween Town or Twitches, they kind of have, like, this witchy horror, like, small horror element into it. Yeah, it scared me when I was a kid. There's one, I think it's in Hocus Pocus. No, it's in Halloween Town. Yeah, I was like, Halloween Town actually, like, kind of got a little scary It was scary. Like, when there was a face in the wall... Do you remember the Calabar? I think so. Yeah. Like, he was a face in the wall and he was screaming. I was scared to take a shower for so long because <laughs> I thought the face would come out and try to bite my back or something. You know what's something really weird? There's a really old movie that I think you would like called uh, Bell, Book, and Candle with Kim Novak. And it's inspired, it like inspired the whole Bewitch series. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know if you ever saw that. No, no. What's it? Do you what's you it? never saw Bewitch? I never like, no, I never like watched the... No, I don't think I've ever seen it. Like, seen it, seen it. I've heard of it. I think that's Bewitched and then is also the thing that inspired, like, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Which I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. Which is something that I've always loved, too. Even yeah. though that's kind of more of a teen yeah. little comedy. It's kind of, like, cheesy a little yeah, bit. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, but we so love was... cheese, too. Yeah. We, we love the cheese, too. I feel like most of these movies, you know, a lot of it having to do with, like, witchy elements can be cheesy. Yeah, it can. I mean, it's just, like, putting... To make it seem less scary than society has put it, has made it seem... There's a book that I've been reading for a while. A New Earth by um, Eckhart Tolle, and he talks about how women used to just... How we, we were so connected to the earth and how we would just, like, pick up, like, elements of nature and use it for witchcraft and then we were so connected and so grounded and then uh masculine energy like not necessarily men but people who wanted that power and to have rule over them deemed it as witchcraft and deemed it as something bad and all it is is just connecting to nature and the story you know and just made it seem so bad and i think that a lot of things um come from like i i remember like wondering why my parents deemed witchcraft so badly when it's our it's our like ancestors beliefs but it was taken away you know it was taken away from us when they were like when our culture was put into slavery like because african culture is is like hoodoo and voodoo which i actually want to learn more about yeah, that's i feel like i don't know a lot about i don't either all. i don't i just like i feel like um what i do know all is, i knew is like movies and television yeah what i do know is just uh from spirituality base and i just want to see what the other side is like and whatever calls to me like i said i'll i'll implement it whatever it doesn't does like you know but i feel like sometimes like you know a goddess carries my goddess carries a machete from time to time you know sometimes you have to defend yourself I mean, maybe that's why we were, why women connect to witchcraft, because we feel more vulnerable and more, like, susceptible to, of, like, pain or, like, being attacked, and, and witchcraft gives us a sense of security. Yeah, that's the thing, I, I've never really seen any men who consider themselves, like, witches or not so practicing. Maybe some, like, but not, not maybe not many. And I feel like the people. Who, have you met any? At least like, I've online? seen. I've seen some online who are very like spiritually connected and do, and are into crystals and things like that. But I think society deems them as very feminine and doesn't see them as manly, which is sad. I feel like anything that's feminine emotions. Yeah, it's like hard seem, to get into. Yeah, I feel like people just 
accepting that as weakness. So I feel like that needs to change because I feel like masculine energy and feminine energy exists in everybody. Oh. All right. I think that's all the time that we have today. Thank you so much for coming on this show. Yes. Thanks for having me. Please plug all your socials and everything. Yeah. Um, well, my art page, my um, art page is Etsy, on Etsy is Ethereal Luna. And then my, with two A's. And then my Instagram is Ethereal Luna also with two A's. And I have a Pinterest as well, but it's not if you as want to follow that. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to follow my spirituality um, board on there, it's also Theria Luna, I believe, with two A's. All right. Well, thank you for coming on the show, and we'll see you next time. Bye, ghouls.